get up, get, get up, get up. What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to the first postseason episode, episode number 141 of the Mets Up podcast, the official podcast of the New York Mets. We told you this one was coming. We didn't talk about the playoffs at all in the last episode. Today, it's all postseason. The record zero and zero. All the cliches are going to come out. We're ready to talk about this wild card series going up against the San Diego Padres this weekend. So exciting, so exciting. The Mets haven't been in the postseason since 2016. We know how that ended. You guys know the drill here. We're going to give you breakdowns of everything you could possibly ever want to know about this series. So make sure you guys are following us on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want the YouTube version of this, go to the New York Mets YouTube channel. Go over there, subscribe, drop it a like, watch us over there. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. We do appreciate it. James, we were here at City Field on a day that there is no game. How does it feel? Kind of weird. Yeah. A little weird walking in, totally empty. We just hung out with Kim from the, from the media cafe. She's like, there's no one here to eat. <laughs> great food. Yeah, great. We can't wait to eat after this. But it's just funny now seeing the stadium on an off day like this. Usually we see it late at night, so it's like off day-ish. But it is like a pure, true off day. It finally feels like we work here. Yeah, I mean, there, there's stuff going on, too, of course. They've, they've been doing media access. For Manny Machado's talking a couple floors below us right now. can only imagine what he's saying. Probably uh, awful things. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's all right. But no, I mean, because we get rivalry mode right now. You know what? It's true. It's postseason time. We need to turn up the intensity. We hate the Padres now. Official hate of the Padres. Officially hate the Padres. Officially. And we need to come out and, and beat the pants off of them. I mean, just... We need to win. We need to win. It's the playoffs. You lose now. Season's over. Is it, is it a need to win or is it a can't lose? It's a both. <laughs> I think there you can you do go. both. I think you need to win because you can't lose. I'm, I'm excited for the tone to be set in this series because these teams played earlier this year, but they haven't met since July. Yeah. Padres beat the Mets 4-2, which is not predictive of anything, but it did happen. So yeah. something to bring up, something everyone's been talking about a lot. And I think we're going to learn a lot right off the bat just because we're going to see you Darvish immediately game one. Yeah. And you Darvish has dominated the Mets time and time again, year after year, for the entire duration since he's been a member of Major League Baseball. Yeah, you Darvish, I mean, he's I had a good... Stats you oh, yeah, I was going to say, go with the stats. I was going to get his season stats just because... It was one of the best seasons of his entire career this year. He's such a sneaky good pitcher because he'll sprinkle in, like, just some god-awful starts where he doesn't really have it and he gets hit hard. Not against the Mets. Not against the Mets. That has not <laughs> happened yet, it seems like, in his career. But this year, a 3-1 ERA in 194 innings, which is, I think, the second most in his career ever. So he's had a relatively healthy season as well for you, Darvish, which has always been something that's been a problem for him. He had a really good year. Whip under one. Strikeouts, run prevention. Also, he's been mostly healthy. It's just like really those two years he was unhealthy when he kind of just got worked a lot. But yeah, he's been a remarkable pitcher the entire duration of his career. Then you look at what he's done against the Mets. Eight games started against the Mets in his career. He's never lost. Five, <laughs> five and zero record. Sounds like he's due. <laughs> Fifty-two and two thirds innings pitched. Fifty-eight strikeouts. Just nine walks. Zero point seven four WHIP and two point five six ERA. Okay, but how many of those games were in the postseason? None so far. Zero. It sounds like he's never beat the Mets in the postseason. He's never beat the Mets in the postseason. And uh, I mean, I do recall him not being great a couple times in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, he's had some years where. He hasn't always had everything going for him, but really at the end of the day, I mean, he's a pitcher. <laughs> One of those years of 2019, I feel like I remember him dominating the Mets on a, like a muggy August evening with the Cubs, just yeah. walking into City Field and like dashing our playoff hopes. Yeah, no, that, that, one, that one hurt. Do for you guys want to know? Sorry, do you guys want to know his career playoff stats? I, I was just for about sure. to pull him up, but Johnny Stats, fill us in. Yeah, I'll be the uh, contrarian in a positive way here for the Mets fans. Yeah, it you is guys good. are singing the praises of you, Darvish. 
He's made seven career playoff starts. He is two and five. He has a 5-1-8 ERA. And another fun fact, that muggy August night you were talking about? Yes. Pete Alonso set the Mets single-season home run record with a homer against you, Darvish, on that night. Okay. So there's some, there's some track record here okay. for Mets fans. I think to that not, was the only run they scored, actually. I don't know about that. I, I'd have to go <laughs> look, look at that. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was a three-game sweep for the Cubs, and it kind of put a, a hamper on the Mets' playoff chances yeah, that year. It but did. Yeah, you Darvish, not a great playoff track record whatsoever. I am looking, th- well, I guess this one doesn't really matter, 2017 against the Astros. I think we kind of know what happened there. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's had a couple starts too where he didn't even get out of the second inning, and he didn't strike anybody out. But I think we also know why he didn't strike anyone out. <laughs> no, I mean, they knew it was coming. But for the Mets, no, I guess, I mean, it's hard to cheat against you Darvish. There's so many pitches. He does throw so like, many Like, how pitches. many different kinds of trash can cadences do you think they even had that game? <laughs> I don't know. I one mean, bat, two bats, three bats. What is like seven pitches. What? How many different pitches has Darvish thrown this year? I'm going to go on his... He's one of those guys who always says that, like, the pitch tracking, like, mechanisms don't actually grab everything he throws. He okay. throws different variations of all of his pitches, kind of similar to what Wainwright says. Yeah, like, cutter, I threw three pitches, I throw nine. Cutter, four-seam, slider, sinker, split-finger, curveball is what baseball savant <laughs> has picked up for him, which is, like, basically every single pitch. If you play that one, be the show. I don't think there's enough buttons to press no, for you, Darvish pitch pitches. No, pitch nightmare. Yeah, oh, my God. I think, actually, it probably helps him because you don't have... Yeah, you only have, have you six, six fingers. fingers. <laughs> you only have five fingers on one hand. So you really got to get creative with him. But, yeah, I mean, like, we've seen him so many times. We know he's a good pitcher. Twice this year. Twice it's this rare year. that you see a pitcher from a team not in your division twice in the same year. And I do like that we've seen him already. I think there's, I think there's a slight advantage to having seen a guy who does have good stuff like that twice already this year. Now, again, he did carve us up. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> 15 strikeouts and one walk, one and run in 14 innings with two wins. But I don't think that that necessarily is a bad thing that you've seen 15 innings of him. Like, you, you kind of know what the book is going to be on you, Darvish, right now, at least how he game plans against your team. For sure. it's. I mean, it's kind of like we can argue and talk around these stats and everything, but yeah. they don't really mean anything until we actually step on the field. And the, tone, the tone's going to be set early in this game. It's been a big uh, big theme for the Mets this season is how well they hit in the first inning will be kind of indicative, indicative of how they hit in the game. Feels like it's ex- like if they score in the first inning, you know it's going to be a good day. If they don't, we're going to have to, it's going to be a grinder a little bit. And we've seen the top of this order at least hit well this week, especially Brandon Nimmo. And I think he's he's going to be one of the guys who's next factor because he's he's one of the guys who's going to come up in that first inning. I mean, Francisco Lindor as well, depending on how the lineup shakes out. But we know Brandon was going to be hitting leadoff. Yeah. And he can both see pitches and hit home runs. Yes. That's huge. Yes. Yes. Brandon Nimmo, one of the most underrated players in the league. Yeah, that first inning is going to be huge. Uh, I don't know what you Darvish is even like in the first inning. That probably would have been good to find out. Probably good like all the other innings. I got it. Yeah, John John will get us for that, or get us that stat while we're talking here. And, I mean, for us, too, it's... We have, we have Max Scherzer on the bump, yeah. so it's not like you know nobody's facing you, Darvish, and also he's beatable. You, Darvish, is very beatable. I don't For want. Sure. I don't. I know we just talked about how great he's been, but I don't want to make it sound like this is like an uphill battle by any means. The Mets won 101 games this year. You, Darvish, has lost plenty. You've had plenty of bad starts, and it's the playoffs. There's a different sense of urgency. There's a different amount of pressure. The city field's going to be packed. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. You Darvish hasn't seen that all year out in sunny San Diego. So it, it's going to be a lot different. And the weather, I know it's supposed to be warmer, right, on Friday, I think. But it's still still no San Diego sunny day. No, I mean, you Darvish has pitched all basically his whole career in warm warm places. In Texas, uh, L.A. We, we could really take – we're going to – oh, Chicago for a little while. Yeah, but that was good. no meaningful games with Chicago. No, not while he was there, at least. I, we're, 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 we're grasping. We're begging for – first pitch tomorrow is actually going to get a little chilly. Yeah, what time, what's mm-hmm. the temperature we're looking at? By the time we get to 8.07 p.m., we're looking at the 50s. Oh, that's – 
No, that's prime. Playoff that's weather. That's big New York Mets weather right it's there. Playoff that's playoff weather. Big, it's big sunny San Diego. You know, they got beautiful weather oh, all actually, year long. Wait, I was looking, I'm looking at the wrong day. No, James. Well, you James, while you, uh, while you play weatherman over there, you Darvish's <laughs> ERA in the first inning this year, his worst of any inning, a 5-4-0 mark. Get on Ooh, him. Get, get on, on him. First get on him. And the Mets scored first in 97 of their 162 games. 60 so that's kind of nippy. Yeah. We were talking about this last night when we were recording, how this could be an advantage for the Mets, especially Saturday night. It's going to be a high of 57 during the day wow. on Saturday. The Padres, when is the last time they've played in elements that are that are challenging? Uh, they go to San Francisco. I'm sure they had I'm sure they had a couple games in San Fran this summer. They were, was, they like, were the just there. Summer. They ended the season there. Yeah. But I doubt it dipped below 60. Well, this is warm San Francisco now, September, October. Yeah. I'm sure when, when they were there in June, they had like a 50-degree night. Yeah, that was that was a while Gabe, ago. Gabe Kapler wearing the cloak. City Field's also like, I feel like runs colder than what the temperature oh, says. The biggest, most slept on thing about City Field is we were on the water. Yes. Like, it's not advertised. It's not marketed. No one knows it because you go right off the train. You go right in. You come off the highway. You come into the parking lot. The water's right there. It's yep. a stone's throw away. You get that breeze. It's chilly here at night. Chilly night even during the summer months. Yeah. Like, coming right now with the wind, like, oh, it's going to be a cold one. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I love. Sweatshirt. Like, I hate the cold. I went to the University of South Carolina because it was a warm weather state. I was like, I, I want to wake up on my birthday in January and put on shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Could you even do outside. that in South Carolina? Oh, every birthday I did. Every, it was just because? Just it how, was like 60, which is in January. That's hot. That's, that's like, hot that's like That's like that kid in the fourth grade that won't put pants on. Yeah, but that's a hot <laughs> January, especially when you're coming back from winter break in New Jersey where yeah. it's like there's snow and it's freezing. You get down there 50, 60 degrees. That's a hot January. Universe smiled on me. I remember my 21st birthday in Ohio. A little birthday tangent right there. Forever, my birthday's always been freezing. February birthday, like worse than freezing sometimes, like too. zero, five, ten degrees. Ohio, New Jersey, New York, basically yeah. the same exact climate, just different between like lake effect, like in a valley versus like being on the coast. My 21st birthday was 75 degrees and sunny. Wow! It was one. It was like it was That's the moment day. I realized I was like probably touched by God or something. <laughs> That's a fantastic day. So, we now have the the information of the weather. It's gonna be 60 game time which is still cold, and it's probably going to feel like 50 in City Field. I mean, like, with Scherzer on the mound, you got to be feeling great. I mean, there's no reason not to. Like, we're, going, we're, we're, we're definitely going to be the favorites in terms of Vegas. Yeah. I would say we have a slight advantage in terms of pitching matchup. I said we have a slight advantage in terms of lineup. I think our bullpen is better than theirs, too. Their bullpen yeah. has been trending up a little bit. Like, Hater figuring out how to pitch really stinks. Cause I mean, it's still not really figuring out. The whole problem with Hayther, and I pulled this from Mikey Ahedo, who is formerly of Pitcherless, now Baseball Prospectus. Look at you. Giving you got credit. a name. You Giving got a credit. name. The issue with Hayther when he came to San Diego is they tried to change up his arm slot to get more movement. Why would they do that? So, I mean, Why they, this team is historically not great with, with Major League Pitching Development. <laughs> so what they did was when they moved his arm slot up, his sinker did get more movement, but he lost a lot of deception he used to have from the three-quarter angle. Yeah. And now he's been kind of somewhere in between, moving it back and forth. And that inconsistency is what led to his lack of command, lack of control, and lack of good results. Don't say it too loud. The Padres are walking around. Yeah, no, they're, they're in here. They were literally in here. They're walking around. We don't <laughs> want them to know that that's what's been going no, on. But but it's Keep them high. Keep it's, them high. It's been inconsistent. That's why. He can't really find his groove anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, they're Bullpen, I think, like all year, has been like most bullpens where you have your ups yeah. and downs, but it definitely feels like there's guys that we can get to in this bullpen a little bit easier than some other teams. For sure. A little bullpen breakdown I'll give you right now. We're going to see Nick Martinez, who started the year as a starting pitcher after coming over, playing a few years. I don't remember if it was Korea or Japan. I'm going to look it up for you. I'm pretty sure it was Korea. I think it was Korea. I'm like 80% sure it was Korea. It came nope. as a Japan. Wow. There you go. Look at us. That's why we look things up. Nippon Ham Fighters and the yes. SoftBank. Hawks. He's a fastball, changeup, slider guy. Everything's played up since the move to the bullpen. He has been a little bit lucky, though. His ERA is about a full run lower than his FIP. 
but he's explain FIP real quick. FIP fielding independent pitching. It's basically the results of your balls in play as they would have been like. But how, how would you describe it, John? It's, like as if they would have been projected. It's like an ERA. It only accounts for walks, strikeouts, and home runs. You, so the controllables for a pitcher. You take away the, the same, fielders. Correct. You take away yeah. the luck, and it's on an ERA scale. And pretty much, if your FIP is a lot higher or lower than your ERA, you're you're getting very lucky, or you're getting very unlucky, and you're bound for the opposite of whatever is actually happening. Kind of like we talked about with Nola, how his FIP is always way lower because the Phillies defense is atrocious. Yes. So that's how you can also get a better FIP than your ERA. And because that ballpark allows more home runs than most other ones. Yep. And then they also have Robert Suarez. I'm pulling up his pitch mix right now because I can't remember. Lefty, right? I don't remember if he's a lefty. I'm pulling this stuff up right now. I feel like Robert Suarez is. Tim Hill's a lefty. Tim Hill's a lefty. Um, Tim Hill's the classic like all-American story. He was just pitching in like he was pitching in a men's league in San Diego, working in a in a factory or something or some kind and of plant. He's funky, funky. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Submarine sidearm. Type and then he stuff just too. like got from there, went back to the JUCO route because he still had eligibility, and then just became a pitcher on the Padres. Literally, like every person's dream. But Suarez is a righty. By is the way. a righty. Gets up to 98. He's got probably one of the fastest uh, fastballs in this bullpen. Fastball changeup mostly. He's another guy whose FIP is weirdly below his ERA. Then you have Luis Garcia, who I actually think probably skill-wise. He's got good stuff. He might have the best stuff in this entire bullpen. He's reversed. He's got he's Cardinals, been right? He was on the yes. Cardinals. Padres got him. One yes, of yes, three yes. Luis Garcias in baseball right now. Yes. One <laughs> of three. And the third, <laughs> we just doubled one of them. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we, we, the other one shut us out there earlier this year. <laughs> now we got number three. Well, hopefully we hit him. Yeah, hopefully we hit him. Luis Garcia, though, I like him generally. Pierce Johnson missed most of the season with elbow tendonitis. He's just forever had arm problems, but yeah. he came back kind of strong. It's end of August, sliders, early September. Right? Yes. He's like 85% slider. He's been trending up in this bullpen. Someone who's been getting more access to the um to the higher leverage roles. Those a, four guys, that's the triumvirate. I got a former uh, Met alert. You know oh. about this one? Who? Nabil Krismat. Did you know he was a Met? Uh, I never knew he was a Met. He didn't pitch for the Mets in the big leagues, though, right? No, he was in their farm system. Yeah. He got his highest AAA in 2018. Uh, I understand why he's not with the Mets anymore based mm-hmm. on what he did then. But, yeah, former Met alert, Nabil Krizmat. And he also, he's like their w- Trevor Williams, I believe. Yeah, I, think I, he don't gets know, their I don't length. know if he's going to be on this roster. You don't think so? No, because I think because th- they're going to get, they can get linked from Adrian Morajone, who's yeah. like the backup lefty the Tim Hill, and he just has better stuff than Krizmat. And also, Josh Hader could go a couple innings if they need. Of course, to also, go, also to a go. lefty. Yep, and I mean, they have, uh, what's his name too? Craig Stammen, I think, goes a couple innings. Guys, major breaking too. news. Oh, breaking news. Major breaking news. Okay, breaking news. serious? This, this just happened. If this Mets is are wearing <laughs> the black unis. Let's go. There we go. In okay. game one. <laughs> that's big. That's big vibes. That's like awesome. Vibes. That's like awesome. That. That's, no, cool. that's good. That's good. Sorry, right. sorry to interrupt. That's so, great. The Adrian Mor- Morjohn. I, I like that pronunciation, Morjohn. It's spelled Morjohn. Dude, do we need more John? Like do we need more John? <laughs> oh no, I, I think we're okay with the amount of John we have. Is the amount of John we that got I a think good, we need. good quantity of John, but their bullpen isn't. It's not. It's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah, I do think they have a very similar bullpen to the Mets. Just the ace in the holes. What hater we get? Okay, yeah. I guess that's relatively fair. You know, because like they. I mean, because like Suarez and Martinez are good. Like Mar- Garcia has the good stuff. That's kind of like that's kind of like Alvino Lugo. Yeah, Andrew Smith in a way. It's they're, they're, this team. This team was they literally they built this team for October. The Padres have been putting heaps of money into this roster for years and years to try and make a run. Yeah, they they are ready for this. They wanted this. They've had. They've known exactly who they're going to be and where they're going to be for a long time. Their pitchers have been throwing a lot of innings. They've been very much preparing for this. Yeah. So this is going to be a battle. I mean, it's going. This is I, I I feel like the best playoff series of the Wild Card Weekend, right? I think it's probably the most talented. Okay. It's the it has the most juice for sure, which is why all of our games are late. Yeah, well, and it's also the Padres. You can't you can't give the Padres a one o'clock or a four o'clock game. People are at work one o'clock. In the I guess afternoon with the three yeah, hour I guess, difference. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, but like, I don't know. Like it's the run of the round, we're gonna talk about the other series, I guess, briefly. But like, 
Cardinals Phillies, like there's not much juice there. No, there's Adam no, Wainwright, that's juiceless. Juiceless. Who Guardians? Who the Guardians? Guardians Rays has negative that juice. Has no juice. Yeah. Seven oh. cash balls and do it for you guys. I love. I mean, I love those two teams play great baseball. Never yeah. doubt the Rays. No, never. Also, the Guardians I think are like twenty five and five in the last thirty. They're yeah, something stupid like that. If I think all the wild card teams have been playing really well, the Mariners are super hot too. Mariners Blue Jays almost like sucks that those two have to play against each other. I really in the wish first they round. I, I wish want, they I want each played. of them to get home games. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It sucks. Toronto's an electric atmosphere too during the playoffs. But yeah, back to the Padres. I mean, looking through this this roster, this team, we just went over the pitching, right? I mean, well, we went over. We, we just went over the Darvish and the bullpen. Yeah, game two. Do we know who they could be throwing Both out? Both teams are leaving it open for interpretation right now, kind of depending how it goes. Game one, which I think is kind of weird for the Padres because their their pitchers are all pretty equal. Yeah, like, you know, between Darvish, Snell, and Joe Musgrove, those are all frontline starters who aren't necessarily aces, but they're all like very good twos. I would say Darvish. Yeah. Darvish, I guess, is an ace. That was a little rude. And Snell has been pitching like an ace in the second half. It's one of Cy Young. Yeah, he's one of the highest strikeout minus walk rates, which is status site on this show all the time. It's you literally take your strikeout rate, you subtract your walk rate. That kind of shows how well you are at missing bats while not while while keeping the ball inside the strike zone. Was it because you went back to what worked? He for did him? the exact same thing yeah. he did last year, second half. <laughs> back to back here is Darvish in the uh, no. Not Darvish. Snell in the first half had an ERA between four and a half and five, and second half it's like around two. Yeah, it's I mean, great. They almost carry me to a fantasy championship. We know he does in the playoffs, though. I mean, he, he was pretty good in the playoffs, but just five innings. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, he, but that's kind of what he comes down to with the two pitches. Like yeah. that's kind of the, like what Blake Snell does. But he's going to be good for those innings, and it's kind of like whether or not he's in the strikes or not right away. But we were talking, we were talking about this briefly too earlier before recording. And I think it's a good conversation to have now too, because with the new playoff format with the wild card, this is the first time we're having the three game series uh, like this. I, I, the COVID year, I think had the three game series yes. too. Right. But it's now a new format, especially with the NLDS being immediately after it. So a lot of these teams, Mets, Padres, whoever's playing, everything's going to rely on game one. So game one, if the Mets win, Scherzer goes. And then yeah. game two, it, obviously, it could be DeGrom, it could be Bassett, but the idea is at least you probably go with Bassett so that if you win, you can have DeGrom start game one in the NLDS. And I got to assume the Padres would do something similar where if Darvish wins game one, whoever they feel like matches up better with the Dodgers will not pitch game two. I don't even know who that is. I guess it's probably, probably Musgrove? Musgrove. Yeah. Yeah. But Snell just had a great start against the Dodgers like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just like thinking in their lineup. I, maybe Snell week, does actually. too because he's a lefty and that gets Freeman and Bellinger but and Mookie Lux just and Muncie and Moose, uh, Gallo. Gallo. Mookie goes play. crazy on lefties. Yeah, I mean, and Trey Turner too. They're a really good team. <laughs> they got really good players. Well, hopefully, we'll talk about them next yeah. week. But I, I, they almost, they're like an embarrassment of riches because all three of these guys are good and similar ish. Not similar like in style, but yeah. similar in skill level. Musgrove is a guy who. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Who... While he's been had a very good season, he's trended a little bit down in the second half. He's lost a little bit of velocity, which is kind of par for the course for Musgrove in the second half. down too, right? Yeah, Gary went down. Walker went up. His slider seems like it had a little less bite. It's getting less whiff rate in the second half as well. More breaking news. Oh, my God. How? More? Blake now will be the game two starter. All right, okay. here we go. For San is. Diego. How did you guys listen to that? And now I wonder, is Sean Manaya on the playoff roster in this wild card round for them? Yeah, I hope so. All right. I would love to see Sean Manaya. I wonder. In the game. He actually just had a great start this week against the Giants. 
Indiana State Sycamore, Shamania. There you go. Uh, Larry oh, Bird. Larry Bird. That's yeah. right. That's that's two. Well, one of them is a Hall of Famer, and then the other Shamania. So. Two professional athletes. Two professional athletes, though. Threw no hitters. He did throw, yeah, throw no hitters. He did throw no hitters. He also had a really good first half this year. He did. He, he just like he his arm is that that's talk about roast beef. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, he just hasn't second. thrown. I actually he's thrown way more innings than I thought. No, I thought he threw he a lot of innings this year. Every year, he you, he had first couple of years he got hurt a lot. Then he had a Tommy John, cleaned it up. He had a rough year after that. Then he's been good since then. Okay. in terms of workload, but he always just one of those guys where the velocity oscillates so much. It's it's hard to trust. <laughs> I mean, that's, I also, he throws junk though. Like Sean and I in a playoff inning, like oh, that slider just over and over again. Yeah. That'd be very frustrating. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think that's funny how we were. Talking about who could be game yeah, two announced, and the Padres just told us. They yes. just said, "This is who it's going to be." In the same building. In the same they building. They could have literally just told us in our ears. Yeah, we saw. The, where's the Padres guy that we saw like thirty minutes ago? That he guy could just whispered in our ear. <laughs> that guy did not respect us. Not in the slightest. Wow, he was like, "Who's the talent?" We were like, "Us." He was like, "Oh, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> he gave a hmm. Yeah. Why? Strong. Hmm. <laughs> like, Strong. Hmm. It's all right. It's all right. Keep sleeping on the mess of the podcast. We're doing really well. So yeah, um, just I guess start talking about the offense now. Here is my unexpected stat of the day. The Mets hit more home runs than the Padres this season. That is unexpected. Unexpected. But honestly, it is. But then you dive deeper and you go, okay, it actually makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because the Padres, like Manny Machado is their big home run guy. And Juan Soto. Mm -hmm. And Josh Bell. But Josh Bell and Soto came later, as we know, in the season. Outside of that, like Hassan Kim, 11 homers. Crony. Cronin. Like, these are all good players. These are all guys who put up good numbers. But I could see the home run numbers being low now. For sure, yeah. We And the Mets as a team have a higher WRC+, a higher slugging percentage, higher on base percentage, lower strikeout rate. Padres walk a little bit more often. Okay, interesting. Yes, that's, that's, that also that's surprised so me. Not pen and paper. Yeah. But like in terms of runs per game, it's pretty similar. Four, yeah. four, four point seven versus four point three. Yeah, I mean when you go over one sixty two, everybody I know, I feel basically like in the exact same range. The I I'll tell you a funny story. I was looking through their baseball reference to you know get ready for the episode, and I saw Eric Hosmer's face, and I. I shit my pants a little bit. I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god! And I was like, oh wait, he's on the Red Sox. Pooped your pants. I was like, he's on the Red Sox. I know, thank God. I mean, Huge. also, as far as like on the field, yeah, because he actually just tormented us when we played them. But also in terms of the media frenzy that would have been around Eric Cosmer's return to a playoff game in City Field, my heart couldn't have handled it. No, I mean, like, we had to do something. Would not have. Uh, of course, this lineup though is still very good, like you were just mentioning Juan Soto, who had who has been cold. I'm going to put big quotation marks around it because I feel like only stupid people are saying that. Juan, Juan Soto, we've seen Juan Soto carry a team to the World Series before. And he's he's capable he, of doing that at the snap of a finger. Still one of the best hitters in baseball, Ever. without a doubt. All time. I, I don't care what his OPS and numbers were with the Padres. He can turn it on at any moment, and he's still been good with the Padres. No still, one's throwing him strikes. Still has an OPS plus at 130 yeah, he's, in what's considered down for him. I think it's kind of interesting these two teams are matched up because these are two of especially the National League's more contact-oriented rosters. Mm-hmm. Like, both these teams are built on putting the ball in play, which kind of bucks conventional wisdom, as I see Buck on the television right now, hey. in terms of modern baseball. So I do think that it's going to create for some fun matchup-type opportunities where you're going to have you're going to have some baseball. Like, 100%. the ball's going to be in play. You're going to need to play good defense. These are two of the teams who strike out the least often in baseball as a team. And there's, there's, there's star power, there's supplementary players, there's players who are coming coming into age, players who are cold, players who are hot. There's a lot of similarities with these two rosters. It's, it's going to be very fascinating to see it play out. Yeah, Padres play, play pesky. I mean, just Jake Cronenworth, that guy screams pesky. <sighs> he screams so pesky. pesky. Ha-Sung Kim, it's a ball pesky. Player. Good shortstop, too. Ha-Sung Kim coming to the major leagues as... A power-hitting guy who couldn't play defense and now becoming a slick-fielding shortstop who can't hit for power. <laughs> Just goes so far to tell us about international scouting. Jerkson Profar is going to be annoying. He's uh, going to be so frustrating. I totally forgot about Jerkson Profar. He's going to draw the most annoying walks. Talk about former meddler, too. Brandon Drury. Completely forgot he's on this yeah, team. Yeah, forgot about it too. That was a trade deadline acquisition, too. Yeah. He also looked like he might have been a bit of a great American ballpark merchant. 
but he's still going to put together a good at bat. Still had a 109 OPS plus with them. He had eight home runs and nine doubles. Yeah, I think it was like 140 in the first half with yeah. the Reds. In, in 46 games, you take 17 extra base hits. I mean, he's been hitting pretty well. But as we know, this Mets team, now that we have full season numbers, the, the numbers have been great. This team, this team hit. This team scored run. They pitched. They did everything. So as long as they keep coming out with that same kind of stuff that we saw over the 162, I mean, they won 101 games. The, the Mets are going to put a player who is above average at the plate at every single position, probably besides catcher in this in this lineup, hundred percent. Like Pete Alonso, one forty six W or uh, OPS plus. Jeff McNeil, one forty. Like, like how I'm on Fangraphs and you're on Baseball Reference. That just says the, that's part. that's literally exactly what we are right now. I'm such a Baseball Reference guy. Yeah. Lindor, one twenty five. Eduardo Escobar, where is he at, James? Oh, one oh five, one oh six. Let lock, go. lock. Marcano, one twenty two. Nimmo, one thirty. Dan Vogel back with the Mets, one thirty nine. As we have. Uh, Walkie talkies going Correspondence. on behind us. Hey, this is what happens when you're 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 in the midst of mi- midst. M- what it, middle fi- of? Finish the sentence. Why in are we the in the midst of things? I guess technically, like we're in the midst of an episode. But we're in the mix in the ballpark. Okay, okay. So I yeah. was combining both. Yeah. So you're not not incorrect. Classic fumble in my words on the podcast it, here. I'm looking to see how the Padres have been drawing up this lineup recently too. Against Rides, they have been hitting Profile leadoff. Okay. Profar, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth, the classic cleanup spot, second leadoff. Yep. Fourth, Drury Myers. I can't believe Will Myers is still here. They have a guy named B. Dixon who's been playing. Who's well, Brandon Dixon? Brand, is it Brandon? That's got to be Brandon. It's Brandon Dixon, 30 yeah. years old. Ah, man, I don't like seeing a 30-year-old rookie. <laughs> he got he got a cup of coffee. Not a cup of coffee. 120 games with the Tigers, 2019. That also makes sense. It's 15 home runs with the juice ball, 32% strikeout rate, 87% W, 87 WRC+. Plus. I mean, now we're talking about roster construction, too. We should probably talk about the Mets roster construction as well because, yeah. obviously, we're at, what, 28 when the right season now, ended? Yeah. And you have to get down to 26 for the postseason. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be some guys that you've been seeing in every day that are not going to be on this team. And I think it's worth talking about because there are some questions. Yes, uh, I think that we're comfortable now knowing how many innings and pitches Trevor Williams threw on Wednesday. He's not going to be on the roster for this round. Yeah, like we would have to assume. I yes. mean, we, we don't know anything. For we, sure. We know nothing. And but then, and then this be- is just me and James talking. Yeah, then it becomes a conversation of whether you want to still have another pitcher on or another hitter. And that pitcher who could get cut off the roster probably at this point could only well, there's be, two guys. I think who who I think it's Carrasco or Gibbons. Yeah, I mean, I just think that I think that Carrasco, the body of work and the experience, they're going to still have him on this roster at, at worst case as a mop up guy because yeah. these playoff games. Like if something happens early, you have to be quick to the trigger. Yeah, like if there's if there's two runs in, there's three men on base. Like you probably have to make a move. Yeah, and Carrasco's been in the playoffs. He still has, a, like he's, he's still there's still something inside of him. The last month has been bad, but you can go out there if the changeup's working, he has a feel for the slider. He can be effective. And it kind of becomes a question of whether or not they, which hitters they carry. Yeah. It seems like Francisco Alvarez did enough Definitely. over this last week to get himself onto this roster. Did enough for me. I mean, we're not setting it. No, I know, but I mean, there's he's, Buck right there. There he is. Buck. What do you think, Buck? No, he's, uh, he's on the same room as us, as you guys know. No, that'd be fine. But I mean, you'd be like, who are these guys talking? What are they talking about? He's been swinging the bat so well, and his at bats have looked so comfortable that he's hitting the ball hard. Surely he has to be, especially because we're, we're going to be facing a lefty in Snell. Yeah, we could be facing a lefty and Hayter, could be facing a lefty and Tim Hill during these games. You got to have a right hand bat off the bench, and he's definitely our best option. Definitely, but then it becomes a consideration of who is not in this roster between Vientos, Gore, and I guess technically McCann, but he's probably going to be on because you probably gonna want three catchers because Alvarez is going to be more of a DH. And I also I like I li- I don't mind carrying three catchers, especially with the way that this shorter series yeah, is, just, where you can have less pitchers bodies. So you just have bodies because I mean we saw Nito pinch it for McCann, and we want to be able to pinch it for a catcher or whoever 
the spot is that's needed. If with, Gore comes in as a pinch runner earlier, yeah, you can pinch hit for him later. It allows you to be a lot more aggressive carrying three yeah. catchers, and I think that's something that I would be surprised if the Mets didn't do that for the series. I agree with you. And then it then becomes basically a conversation of whether it's Vientos or Givens. Yeah, Vientos, or, Givens, or Carrasco. I think yes, that's probably that's the what cut. the final three are. And on a roster with Daniel Vogel back, I mean, he gets on base. I know. He's an on-base machine. And you you kind of have to keep Terrence Gore around because... He really does clog up the bases, and outside of like the first five innings, he's probably going to see a lefty. So you you have to be aggressive with pinch running with him because he's not going to see a right hand pitcher, whoever it is, more than two times. No way. Vogelback becomes Gore becomes the foil for Vogelback yeah. to where he's like basically as opposite of a player as you could possibly have in yeah. the roster. He's he's, he's like together. Splatoon. Yeah, that's that's one of the that could be one of the best players in baseball history. Damn, you Vogel, Vogelback with Terrence Gore's if you legs, could, if you can combine those skill sets. Yeah, it's I mean, unbelievable. And like. He's also it's Mookie Betts. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, he is kind of Mookie Betts. And like, depending on what goes on with Stalin Marte, we still we still aren't sure. No, he, he, there was baseball activities today, but we can't. We're not. I'm not going to speculate an injury and get my hopes up. Yeah. Or your guys, no clue. You should probably know by the time this even comes out. Like Gore also gives you an emergency outfielder as well. For I mean, sure. Because like, also with with without Stalin Marte, have you basically have three base outfielders with Canna, Naquin, Nimmo. McNeil's the other outfielder, third slash fourth outfield, depending on whether Guillaume is playing or not. Yeah. You do need another guy who can play the outfield. Yeah, and Terrence Gore is that guy, and he's, yes. he's got speed, he can cover ground. So, yes. I mean, the oh, roster... Wait, look at the cup that Buck has. That is the classic... Oh, my God. The, 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 Greek, the Greek bodega cup. The Greek diner cup. He's been using wow. them all year. Really? Since spring training. That's his thing. That's I like He it, only right? drinks that's, coffee out of those. That's the coffee thing. That's the only way I would ever drink coffee. I've never, sure. never drank yeah. coffee. How many, how many podcasts in the world do two co-hosts not drink coffee? Wait, you don't drink coffee either? No, never. I've had like like two cups of coffee in my life. I'll do an I'll do an espresso after dinner. When socially. when were these two like wh- when did you pick your spots to have those two cups of coffee? It's gotta be socially. A, it's gotta be a, socially. Like, that's Thanksgiving dinner. You're having Thanksgiving at your no, house. No, but I always do an espresso instead. Well, that's what I'm saying. The yeah, espresso. Yeah. I only count espresso like, as coffee. If espresso counts, I've had like a more. That's great. It's but I don't like I don't like go out of my way to get it's one. It's like coffee on one. steroids. It's like double coffee. But I'm, I'm talking literally a cup of coffee. Uh, yeah, never, never once. I don't I think, think I've maybe even maybe once or twice. I think I've taken a sip of coffee. Didn't like it. I also have a bad stomach, so it wouldn't be smart for me to drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Same, but sometimes it, it can help. Maybe it's I don't a diuretic. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I could use one after the hot dogs last week. I'm still, I'm my, my, my GI track is still real. Yeah, that. Everyone that I've seen, like <laughs> personal, personal friends and family and all that, have all been, how's James feeling after the hot dogs? I, 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 don't, I don't think we really ever asked you. It, it, there's still, I don't think it's been a full recovery. It's like, it's still, things are still not easy down there. Do all you right. think you gained any weight from that? Uh, probably, I guess. You can't, you can't not gain weight just from the amount of calories I consume, but I don't think it was like, I'm not stepping on the scale every day. James, yeah. I'm going to ask you this question. You ate the nine hot dogs, the Mets won. Game seven of the World Series. You eat nine hot dogs? If the Mets have reached game seven of the World Series, they've won a lot of games without nine hot dogs being consumed. So I'll, like, throw it to the wind at that point. Okay, what if it's game three of this series? Then they really want a game. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's game one of this series? Uh, I can't eat nine hot dogs again. No, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can let you do that. No, I think, I, it was. It really hampered my weekend. Yeah, I think that would be a, a hospital trip. On no, your way. It, was, it really. There was there was, there was a bad effects. Doc, doctor is going to be like, you what? Eat, how many wrong hot with dogs you? in the past? What week? Why would you do that? Why would you eat eighteen hot dogs in seven days? I don't know, Doc. The Mets. The Mets are in the playoffs. For content, baby. Yeah, content. content. Content machines. So yeah, I mean, I guess to wrap up this roster conversation. It's going to be Trevor Williams, most likely, at yes. least in our opinion. Also, because he pitched on Wednesday. That's yeah. kind of his role. That's Does, like, the Mariners did that, I mentioned yesterday, very skillfully with Marco. They were yeah. like, go pitch as much as you can. And that was va- it's valuable. For sure, because then you're, you're going to be on the DS roster, yes. probably. 
And then now it's just up to whether or not the Mets will carry three catchers. And if the, if they're not going to take another pitcher off, it's between Vientos and Terrence Gore, surely. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'd love to hear what you guys think, too. Although, by the time you're listening you to this, it, it, you might already know. So this, <laughs> so this whole last 10 minutes, hope you enjoyed it. Just enjoy some baseball analysis. Could have been, uh, been worthless. <laughs> I think I think something that's going to be very important this series on both sides is going to be how quick the hooks are yeah. for each of these managers. You got to be aggressive. You got to be aggressive in the postseason. You got to treat every game like it's the last. I mean, I know technically you have three games in the series, so game one will never be the last. Yeah, but you do have to be aggressive if you have the opportunity to make a statement, keep the game close, or put the game away. Yeah, you got to be aggressive. Like Edwin Diaz in the seventh inning, I don't think should ever be off the table. I think that. What about earlier than that? It, okay, Early, so earlier is weirder because then you have so much of the game left to go. You have to bridge all of this. Here's why you I do. don't go Diaz. Like in the let's say there's bases loaded, Manny Machado's up with two outs, and you just pulled Max Scherzer out of the game. Right? I go out of Vino. I think. I guess because also you can kind of game Machado because he's up after Soto, so we don't have to fear out of Vino against him as much. Yeah. And then we could use Diaz. But, and but there's there's Lugo. also the theory that Adovino's been great at the end of the game too. And so also, why you, not just get your best guy in to get the most important out of the game? Playoff baseball, you don't know which moment's going to be the most important moment of the game. There could be three runs scored in the first inning, game can three nothing. We did see uh, Kevin Cash put Nick Anderson in the fifth inning against the Yankees l- two years ago, 2020. 2020, yeah. I mean, won them a series. It worked. It was it was important. So I think. I don't think any... We also had Fairbanks to close. Yes. Well, we have Adovino. Yeah, that's true, yeah. We have Adovino. And Lugo, who's been great for a Lugo's while now. So good. looked really good, too. I mean, there's... I think it's the the idea of <laughs> pick your poison a little bit. Yeah. Because you know that Edwin Diaz is probably not coming out for the sixth. He's pitching in the fifth. No, for sure. It's also just like you kind of have to use game theory to see how many more times they're coming to the plate. Yeah. Like, if you're using it in the fifth inning, it's going to be another time in the seventh where they're coming up a men on. Yeah. So it's like we have our guys to get them, but... At what point is, like, Scherzer going to be more effective versus Adovino versus Diaz versus Joely Rodriguez, yeah, who's not. been blazing hot since the beginning of August. And he's going he's to be, be on this roster. Him and David Peterson are going to be incredibly important in Joely this Rodriguez is going to face Juan Soto at least once in this series, if not more often than that. Yeah. And then it's going to be the hold your breath to face Manny Machado after that. But he's been good against Riley's also most of the season. Since August 1st, he has a 2-7 ERA, 26% strikeout rate, 7% walk rate. At that time, too, from August, he changed his pitch mix a little bit dramatically. Significantly more sinkers and changeups, which are his two best pitches. Way less sliders, almost fully taking them out of the repertoire entirely. Same with the four-seam fastball, which is just unassuming as it gets for a four-seam fastball. Yeah. No reason he should ever be throwing a straight fastball. Joely Rodriguez in this series has a chance to go... What? I was about to say, everyone's been saying, where's our left hand? He is our left-handed guy. He, He's been so good. He has a chance in this series to go from... Like, who's the Mets' fall hero? Uh... Well, we'll Todd move. Pratt. Todd Pratt's a good one. I guess yeah. but he's not a pitcher. He's a, he's a chance to go from a full Darren hero. Oliver. Darren yeah, Oliver. Yeah, he's a one. chance to go from Darren Oliver to AH. Yeah, it's possible. He can be pre- after this after this postseason run. He can be perceived from anywhere between those two guys and anywhere in between. <laughs> Aaron Loop. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the the discourse when they didn't resign him was <laughs> as if he was the greatest left-handed reliever to ever. No, but like earth. we 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 can leave this series being like Joel Rod. We'll never forget Joel Rodriguez the rest of our lives for better or worse. Yeah. No, he's going to leave a memorable impact. It's going to be a mark or. We know it'd be really even better. Just crush Mets, just, Mets just go up a ton of runs. Mets, and Mets when win the Juan series Soto nineteen come, to four. Yeah, when two Juan games. Soto comes to the plate, it's irrelevant. It doesn't yeah. matter. Hit a solo home run, 10-3 yeah, Mets. Cool. Tip your cap. Nice. Put that on your stats, Juan Soto. Yeah, we'll see you six times next year. Soto yeah. over three in his career against Joely Rodriguez. By the way, love that. By Any the strikeouts? way, strikeouts. No strikeouts. One walk, but <laughs> Joely's not a big strikeout guy. He's a soft contact guy. We know that. Twenty-six percent is a little better than the average. New Joely too. He's been striking out guys more. I feel yeah. like Joely Rodriguez is hilarious. I talk about this. I feel like once a month. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the funniest examples of K, K per nine versus strikeout rate. Yes, yeah. Because his innings are so long because yeah. of all the walks and the soft contact. So the K per nine is amazing. It's like 14, 15 K yeah. per nine. And the strikeout rate is just a hair above league average, around 26%. I mean, really, at the end of the day, like, I'm just so excited for postseason baseball, I like. Sleeping. I've never been to a postseason game in City Field. You have? Oh, I never have. Chase haven't. Stadium. I mean, I guess yeah. Twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. I was in college. Then twenty sixteen was a short one, which one. we'll talk mm. about in a second. Chavez, though, he was here. <laughs> but uh, I'm so excited. Like sleeping is going to be tough tonight. I. <laughs> but sleeping's going to be tough. But also, I know I need to get some good sleep because it's going to be a long night. You, I mean, you also you have such arduous days in the salt mines. So it's so tough making yeah. a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> we get my predictions out. We check that out on my channel. Wow, I hit the pillow so hard last night. Yeah. Oh man, I slept I had such great. A good sleep. Slept great. Really good sleep. But vigorating sleep. I'm I'm so I'm amped. I'm amped. I'm amped. John, you amped? I'm amped. Um, I don't think I, I mean, amped. Oh, I'm amped. I mean, just being around the park today is awesome. Seeing the paint go down with the wild with the wild card series yeah, logo. About the buntings. On, the bunting. Uh, field. I was like, ooh, I'm feeling it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just Chilly. cold enough where I'm like, ooh, a sweatshirt? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just yeah. fall things. No, James my, and Mark. <laughs> my biggest thing about this weekend is... Uh, I mean, this place is going to be an absolute zoo. And this is a call to all of you out there watching, listening, that are going to be in the park this weekend. It's time to go nuts. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for since 2016. I was in the park that night in 2016. I haven't gotten a taste of it since. None of us have. This is it. It starts right now. Like My last playoff game was so Taguchi. Oh, that's God, so that's, awful. That's oh, nice, John. Nice, good one. Good one. <laughs> Here's the thing: we're gonna be doing Johnny episodes puns. after every single series, or every single series, every single game. Something. We're yeah. gonna be dropping some sort of episode content. If we have voices, <laughs> I see Mendez's eyes. Mendez, Mendez <laughs> bring some pens, Mendez. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have a voice. It should be like this. No one should have a <laughs> voice. We have no voice. It should be a very quiet episode, but also loud at the same time. I, I'm going I'm to lose my mind. I'm going to get to the ballpark as early as they will let me tomorrow. Yeah. As early as my job allows yeah, me to leave. It's the Eric Andre. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. If, if it's not electrocuted, I'm going to come in. <laughs> I'm going to hold the fence and shake it. I mean, the, the, it, it's John's going to come down and be like, what are you doing? It's going to be so crazy. <laughs> Why are you making so much noise? It's going to be so crazy. And, and this is, we're with the Mets now, too. It's going to be even crazier. Max Scherzer's pitching. Max Scherzer. Wearing black jerseys. Black jerseys. The black jersey with a black sweatshirt tomorrow. <laughs> Towels. Postseason towels No, 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 out. Mark. You, you need a bigger rally towel oh. than that. What do you got there? John got me the beach towel. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. You can get the towels going. What color are the towels? Let's go. They're going to be orange, I believe. Orange. I believe. Okay. Orange, orange and black. Halloween vibes. Just Ooh. fall things. Spooky. Spooky. Ooh, spooky. spooky season. <laughs> Ten times you were so spooky. Do you know what's underrated about playoff baseball, too? Hot chocolate. Oh, my God. Stadium hot chocolate. It's like top-tier hot chocolate. Where do you get it here? Don't know. I think yeah, I, I was going to ask you. I, I, so in I don't know. <laughs> in 2015, I sat in like the 500s in left field. That's how you know we're real fans out here. I'll sit anywhere for a playoff game. Don't care. Just want to be there. And it was at every single vendor. They had hot chocolate. And it was everyone was waiting for hot chocolate. No, you got to hold the hot chocolate. I might break out the gloves. Oh, a little it's hand not going to be warmer, that cold. A little hand warmer. I know, action. yeah. Maybe it's sat- Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, maybe. Saturday's going to be in like the 40s. Yeah. You know what was cold? NLCS game two in 2015 against the Cubs, the Arietta game. Cold, very oh. cold. I was there with my dad. Me too. That was insanely cold. And then the last game of the World Series that year when the Royals won, 
It's like 65 degrees on November 1st. It was insane. Let me ask you guys this uh, about attire for these games. Winter hat, yes or no? No. Probably not Friday, but I might. I might on Saturday okay. just because of the temperature. I'm no winter hat guy. I like, You're just not a winter hat. You're not a hat guy in general. I, well, I like a baseball hat. Yeah. I just, I don't like winter hats. I don't really... I, I've never liked beanies. I got one beanie last year and I love it and I wear it everywhere. Okay. What about you do uh, thermals? You wear like long johns oh. underneath? Uh, not my pants, but under like under the body. Yeah, for John. sure. Some tight. When I would go to games as a fan, how about this? 2010 AFC title game in Pittsburgh. I think I mentioned I cold. was unfortunately there. Nice. I was cold. Still probably a great game. It was fun. It was the greatest party I've been to. The tailgate was incredible. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so my buddy Jeff, shout out Jeff, listener of the show, big fan of you guys. Thanks, so Jeff. When we were planning the trip, buying tickets, he's like, yo, I have an idea. I'm like, what, Jeff? Let's hear this, let's hear this great idea. He's like, I'm going to wear shorts in Pittsburgh. And it was oh, like 20 degrees. No. And he's like, dude, I'm going to wear shorts. It's going to be badass. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> and, uh, and you're going to feel like ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the six hour car ride back. And he wore shorts and it was absolutely insane. And, you know, Brian Schottenheimer had some questionable play calling and uh, things didn't come out as we wanted to. No. But he braved the elements and it was a baller move. So that I'm, I'm about that. You know, yeah. it's like you're part of the team, I'm, you I'm, know, just putting it all out there. Grit. I'll be wearing long johns. That's probably fine. Every game. Long johns. Long johns. Yeah. Under the legs too. You don't know about long johns? No, I know what they are. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like 50 degrees. I'm not yeah. sure. Long, long johns. johns. Are. Listen, there's no better more feeling John. than feeling warm. <laughs> Johnny Long That's legs. That's one of the greatest feelings. Yeah, being, being warm nice is incredible. Warm. Then you can't go hot chocolate. Then that's too much. Well, like, well tomorrow's going to be 60 degrees. Then you're schwitzing. I can't really drink hot chocolate Yeah, that's actually true. If you, I mean, they do water usually at the ballpark. Yeah, I guess. If you start schwitzing during a playoff game, that's the worst. That's a bad deal. I'm in the schwitz. Just, just to rip the shirt. You don't want to schwitz. You could take off more. You can't put more on once you're here. Yeah, but if you, you block in too much heat in the legs, you can't take that off. Okay, that's true. All right, I got two more things for you. Hand warmers. If it's really cold, like some Ohio State football games, I rock the hand warmers. Um, what about foot, feet warmers as well? Well, let's say I stick them in the shoes. Yeah, that's a shoes. pro move. Feet warmers are key. So yeah. I was here for the Winter Classic in 2018. Of course. sitting, Of course, naturally. <laughs> sitting up in left field. My toes, I could not feel them for like an entire 24 hours after that game. Mm, it was yeah. insane. And that was the one thing I messed up on. I was wearing like six layers, seven layers, two pairs of gloves, hat, winter jacket. I didn't have enough insulation in the feet. Okay. And those piggies, they were numb for a uh, while. I, have, I, I dread the winter because I have very poor circulation. So mm, my, ha circulation, my yeah. hands and feet get really cold. Like mm. I, get, I get the pins and needles on a January day Ooh, instantly. That's tough. In that's the that's feet, tough. it's awful. So right. yeah, when it gets really cold, I got to lock it in. And this, is, this, this could be the most animal one. Bring a blanket to the game. I won't bring a blanket to the game. John's in? I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. John I, brings the blanket, the cushion. I got to say. It's such a good move. It is. Really? such a good move. It changes everything. You sit underneath I've never done blanket, it, but I wouldn't hate it. It's, it warms you up. It keeps you nice and toasty. <laughs> there was a funny picture of um, some, one of our friends from high school, Mike, and his mom, Linda oh, Miss Ayanta. Yeah. They, they made, like, Yankees.com like, really? for a playoff game, like, sitting, like, all the way in the upper deck with a massive blanket, big hats, like, looking freezing. I mean, the, the, the postseason baseball weather is awesome, especially on the East Coast. You go out to L.A., it's, like, still 70 degrees. It's, That's not, not, it's, real. Not, it's not playoff weather. That's why they only win, like, a third of a World Series show. No, 20, 27%, I believe. But I, East Coast postseason weather is amazing, and there is, there is no better look in baseball than the hooded sweatshirt. With the jersey on top. That's just absolutely. That's I do prime. You guys mentioned going to play with games with your dad before. I got to shout out my dad because he was going to come to all these games. Oh, but no. huge, huge future Mr. Shiano blunder here. My mom kind of um, like led the charge on get, getting a ticket. My sister's moved to Chicago, getting, going to a weekend in Chicago, going to Michigan State, going to a football game. 
it's this weekend. Yeah. Mm. They, he's in shambles right now. He's going to hear this. He knows. He was texting me today. It's bad. Oh, it's he real bad. It. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. To shout out the Matt Faskersion interview, which is out now. You out now. Listen, to, listen to that one. But when I told him like three weeks ago when they booked it, I was like, you know, that could be the wild card weekend, right? His face just... He must have crumbled. Like that's, a ghost. That's like a... Yeah, you, you want to throw up. your stomach. Yeah, you want to throw up. <laughs> You're like, I, I realize I've done something wrong. When keeping it real goes wrong. That's tough. That's I tough. Uh, John, now I know we talked about this before the podcast. Yes. But let's talk about the last time the Mets were in the playoffs. Briefly. Didn't end well. <sighs> Didn't we, end well. Ended quickly. It ended quickly. Three-hour playoff. Ripped the band-aid off. Play, you know, playoff all about Connor Gillespie. Can't forget Bob it. Garner. Yeah. I've actually got a confession. I left that game right after the home run sailed out of the park. I yeah. was out. I don't blame that you. I was sense. out. That's, I was that's, that's, that's a big John move. Shout out to my uh, friend, Jack Abrams. <laughs> he was a random roommate well. that just happened to be a Mets fan from Philly, nice. which is crazy because Philly. But uh, we, I was watching that game at his apartment, and that happened, and we didn't, we didn't speak to each other for like 10 minutes. It was just silent. And then I think I was like, I'm going to go and just left. <laughs> it it uh, didn't matter. Shout out to no. my friend Ryan, who I mentioned this show before. He went out on my porch. We watched it together in my house, and he just screamed. For like two straight minutes, That's about right. Like, dude, I had, a, had like a porch post, like a thing on like a, between the porch and like the the world. He just pounded with his hand. Postseasons where these these folk heroes are created. Mets yeah. can definitely have a few, no doubt. For sure, John. Yeah, I know we want to talk about that 2016. You had a quiz for us, right? Yeah. So I mean, I just wanna I just wanna run through it or see if you guys can run through the starting lineups for both teams. And then I've got a very very pivotal stat that I think will help the Mets through this entire postseason run. Okay. We'll get to that after. Be a good way to tie a bow on the episode. Yes. But all right. So. I mean, it was a long time ago now, six years ago. I mean, where were we? I mean, I mean, I was, college. I was 20 years old, yeah. and I was at South Carolina. I was a junior in college, Ohio State. And I was, I was at MLB Network. I, I scavenged a ticket, like, very last second. Nice. Went by myself to the game. Dedication. And then randomly was sitting next to my cousin. Like, oh. he was going, I was going, and I was like, where are you sitting? Like, let's meet up. I'm going no by myself. No way. Yeah. And he's like, I'm in 504, row, whatever. And I'm like. Dude, I'm in 504 row, whatever. That's crazy. And, yeah, I remember he was punching the <laughs> out of my ribs when Granderson made the catch. Please yeah. edit that out. Um, <laughs> God, Johnny Vulgarity. Yeah, seriously. Oh, but, yeah. God, that gave me such Andy, Andy Chavez vibes, too. I was I like, they're, they're going to make up for yeah, it. Yeah, but you knew. You knew. Because when we go through oh, this, this lineup here, like, that team was going to lose in two to the Cubs. Sure, can I, can Game I, three wasn't going to happen. Can I rattle a few off? Let's go. We're starting with the Mets? Yeah. All Let's right. go one by one. All right. Uh, one by one. Uh, TJ Rivera. TJ Rivera was the starting second baseman. As Drupal Cabrera. He was the starting shortstop bat second that night. Curtis Granderson. He was the starting left fielder. He had cleanup. I thought he'd be the leadoff hitter, but he wasn't because the leadoff hitter was. This is a tough one. He uh, never wanted the leadoff hitter to be a tough one. Man, the leadoff hitter that night? Yeah. I don't. Was it going to be like, is it an outfielder? No. Oh, my God. Who was it? This is a really tough one. And it's also not a tough one. And when I say who it is, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, James. You got a name? I'm trying to go around the infield and think about I, who I don't, I don't, I don't have much, anyone, much more names on the roster. Who is it? It was Jose Reyes playing third base that <gasps> night. Oh, See? my God. That was the reaction. <laughs> wow. I knew that was coming. <laughs> that would be really funny to be like, who hit leadoff in the last Mets postseason game? Yeah. yeah. We, we, like three years ago. We got to tweet that like tomorrow. Yeah. That's Do a it, good tweet. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to play a little trivia tomorrow in the pregame show here at City Field. And uh, that's one of my go-tos. That first, might be the last one. First base <laughs> who, was Duda? No. No, he, was no, he got traded, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think he was no, hurt. No, he was hurt. He got yeah. traded the next year. So then who was playing first? Loney? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, this team wasn't going to do anything. Catcher no. was not Ramos yet. It was, was not it? Ramos. Was it told? That wasn't Darno? No. That was Darno? It was not Darno. 
This Rene is Rivera. Yes. Yep. He was Syndergaard's like personal catcher. Oh my god. And then Ooh. the outfield. We're missing two guys in the Could outfield. Anybody? Uh, yeah, you're missing left and right. My goodness. This is. These I, are really the two easiest, I think. Conforto. No. Oh. It was Madison Bumgarner started for the oh, Giants, yeah, so he yeah, didn't. Yeah. He didn't play. Madison Bumgarner like ruined a whole year of Conforto's life. That's true. Uh, People forget. This is the easiest ones, huh? Don't seem that easy. Was it, was that, was the, that was this season. when That was the same year when he ruined yeah, his. Yeah, in May. Yeah. It was like the very end of April, I think, oh. and he went over for four. Was it Nimmo oh. Cespedes? Yes, he was the uh, left fielder. Yeah. Of course. Couldn't forget that one. Right field. Yeah. And he had, he was this is funny. A, he was a righty. I j- no, he wasn't. He was a lefty. Nimmo? No. He was on the, he was on the team. Was, I don't yeah. know, Nimmo didn't play in the game, but he was there, so this is not going to be his first postseason appearance. I'm going to throw out a crate. Matt Dendecker. No. Okay. I only know, well, I knew this because I saw the Gillespie home run yesterday, I think, and it sailed over this guy's head as he's going back to the wall. And I was like, oh, yeah, remember when he was the right fielder? Oh. And you know who it is now. No, I can't find the name, but I see the image in my head. From, blind, from Beaumont, Texas. From Beaumont, Texas. That doesn't help me at all. No, well, I wasn't trying to help you. I was just I mean, dropping a random fact. Just, just, <laughs> just say it. It's Jay Bruce. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jay Bruce. He was good. Remember him? He was fine. He had a nice little career with the Mets. We, we got to keep Brandon Nimmo. We did get to keep Brandon Nimmo. Which and, is, and shout out to Cincinnati yeah. Reds. Yeah. Thank, thank God. Wouldn't, thank be, wouldn't be here right now. Dilson okay. Herrera didn't survive. And then the Mets had not. two pinch hitters in that game. Oh, I only one. Ken, for some bonus points, because you guys can use them here. Yeah, we could really. My no God. way. We're really showing that we know nothing. It was a long time ago. When that I team was when rough. When I don't see something in front of me on my computer screen, it's harder. That team was also such a catastrophe the whole last two months. It was everything I mean, was going on. It was because Seth Lugo and Robert Kesselman put the team on their back. Yeah, and literally. Just had great start after great start. That's why they made the playoffs even. Pinch hitter. Uh, let's go with... Uh, who, who do I think was playing third base? David so Wright. a hint, a real hint. One yeah. of them is the last guy. This is, this is not a hint. This is a giveaway. Kelly. Correct. Yep. The last met with a playoff hit. I cannot wait for that to be expunged tomorrow. No offense to Ty Kelly. Ty Kelly's the man. Great follow right. on Twitter. Amazing. But we can't have that be a fact. He's all right. <laughs> and the uh, other pinch hitter. Yeah, just say, I don't know. Mr. Exit Velocity. Mr. Exit Velocity. That's not a nickname of anybody I know. Eric Campbell. Correct. Oh, wow. Mr. Eggs of Velocity. You want to know how I know that? Is my dad loved Eric Campbell. Because he, he hit like, the ball hard. This guy hit the ball hard. There you go. This Mr. Eggs of Velocity. Yeah, on the ground. Still Worthless. hit it hard. Oh, <laughs> man. So, um, listening. Giants? I mean, we got yeah. the, I know the big guys. Yeah. Po- Posey. Posey, Bell, Posey, Crawford. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. How about Gregor Blanco? Uh, nope. Wow. <laughs> was Angel Pagan still hanging around? He was the left fielder that night, starting one. left fielder. Wow. Uh, Connor Gillespie. Yep. Uh, who's Joe Panic? Uh, yes. Good one. Nice. Wow. You guys We're have knocked the out Giants. the bottom of their order. Obviously, Mad Bum. Mad Bum, yeah. Uh, Third base. Right field for them. Oh, how about, uh, what was that? Oh, they had one doofy guy in right field. Oh, right? they did have a doofy guy. Hunter Pence. Yes. Ah, yep. uh, doofy guy. Remember the Hunter Pence signs at City Field? Like Parallel right Park. Yeah. Showers in his. My college roommate's friend did that. Really? That yeah. was him? Yeah. Well, shout out him, because that was hilarious. That was really funny. Missing, John? Third uh, base. You're missing the center fielder. It's third base, and right? third base pa- was Pablo Gillespie. Oh, okay. So yeah, just the center fielder. You guys got the Giants quicker than the Mets. I guess the Giants quicker. were a more yeah, they were together team cohesive at that team. point. Yeah, they're two years off a of World Series. Who was playing center field for them? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Yeah, he hit lead. He hit lead off. Uh, Andres Torres. No, I can start to leak some clues in if yeah, you want. Give me a clue. Was former Minnesota twin. Former Minnesota Denard Span. Yes. Nice. Good yeah. call. Man, how do I know the Giants so much better? Crush the Giants. I mean, that Mets team was. Debatably bad. It was objectively awful. Yeah. I mean, the 2015 <laughs> team, you look back at them, too, and you go, they made it to the World Series, huh? There was one year between TJ Vera playing in like, the Long Island Ducks and the Major League Baseball postseason against Madison Bumgarner. And then he was gone. He, he hung around for a while. No. He, the minor. He had Tommy minor. John. Yeah, he had Tommy John. Yeah. 
And I don't think he ever fully recovered from that. You could always mash. And this is how we're going to kind of wrap up this one. This Mets team is so much better than those two Mets teams yes. that have been listed. So if you had faith in those, you should have faith in this team, no doubt. This is, Mets team is good. And like I said, we're going to put the above average hitter in almost every single position tomorrow. We got one of the best pitchers of our generation on the mound. 101. We have a wins. we have a we have a rested bullpen that's effective. We yes. have a, we have a deep bench of guys who can come off and do different things. That's what we've been waiting for. This is it. This, we, game. this is it. You, you got to go out there, crush the Padres, set the tone, and keep moving on. Real right, quick, John. let me let me drop this in. Yeah, hit us, Johnny. Stats close us out. Okay. I randomly stumbled upon this in April. It was something I kept tracking, and it was a trend that continued with this Mets team, and I'm excited about it. And it's hitting with two strikes. I like that. Last season, in 2021, the team that had the highest two-strike batting average in baseball was the Houston Astros. They won the American League pennant. Now let's go to 2020. The team that had the second highest batting average in two-strike counts was the Los Angeles Dodgers. They won the the entire damn thing. Let's go to 2019. In 2019, the Houston Astros had the highest batting average in two-strike counts. They won the American League pennant. Now let's go to 2018. The trend continues. 2018, the Boston Red Sox had the highest two-strike average okay. in the major leagues, and they won the World Series I that like what year. You're cooking, John. Keep going, John. All I, I don't know if it goes back to 2017. I think 2018 is. Oh, it does. 2017. Guess who led the major leagues in well, two-strike batting average? I forget the cheating. <laughs> it was the Houston Astros, and then there was the Boston Red Sox, who I believe the Astros beat. Yep. That, no, that was 2018. Uh, I don't think the Red Sox made the playoffs that year. Oh, okay. No, yeah, who the Astros beat that year? I only remember the, the American League. Yeah, they beat the Yankees yeah, in 2017. Of yeah, How can yeah, we forget yeah. that? that but great. still, the it's Astros that year led baseball in batting average in two strike counts. Uh, and then the Cubs in 2016 were seventh. Not number one or two, but still yeah. very respectable. Yeah, 15. Uh, I, I mean, I know the Royals put the, the ball Royals. in play a lot. I'll tell you that. I mean, I'll check right now. World Series, they never struck out. Oh, guess what? The Royals were second yeah. in two-strike batting average that season. Indication of a good team. It Definitely really is. And this time of the year, we said it last night, when you don't let opposing pitchers put you away and you grind and you work and you work and every single pitch and every single 90 feet matters, you guys just heard it. I rattled it yep. all off. It, it's a trend, and it seems to be real, so... We'll see if the trend plays out. I Feeling don't know. good. Feeling good about this. I'm. I'm. So, I'm just excited. I can't I just, wait for this game. I just now it's like I just want it to happen. Yeah. I want. I want this episode to end. I want this series. I want Max Scherzer to be on the mound. I want to go to sleep and wake up tomorrow, and I'm just here. I would like to just be here. Can Can I sleep on the couch in the Piazza Club? You think? <laughs> right here. Yeah. <laughs> with the bat. I mean, I have my computer here. I'll hang out. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, the bat. Nestle. Might, with, nestle with the bat. Might make friends with uh, Brett Batty. Brett Batty. Yeah. yeah. That, that was our, our fun pun. Oh, I just want to play baseball. So ready. So ready, guys. I think that's pretty much where we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. I mean, also shout out all our Mets fan friends in the UK. Yep. Apparently right now they're going to be they're going to be blacked out of this game. So if anyone needs a way to watch, we don't know how to do it, but maybe ask us. Yeah. You never know. There's ways to watch baseball. There's always ways to watch baseball. Or you could do the radio probably, I'm sure, over there. Definitely listen to the radio. How yeah. we, again, we don't have our home broadcasters to these games on television, but we have Howie and Wayne in the booth giving you the Mets spin. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you guys for listening to the postseason preview against the San Diego Padres. Like I said, we're going to drop an episode after every single game as long as the postseason goes. So all the way to the World Series, as you guys know. And uh, we hope you stick around. Make sure you follow us on all our social media at MetsStuff on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to see the video version of this, go to the New York Mets YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, wherever you find us, drop us a rating, review, download, and subscribe. Let's go Mets, baby. That's it. That's all I got for you. Let's go Mets. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace out. Get up.
Get up, get up, get up.